This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning, and welcome to Recruiting for Mamas. It just occurs to me right now that I generally only record these in the mornings. Um, my name is Jennifer Powers Johnson. My son is Jackson Powers Johnson. He currently plays offensive line and the occasional break if needed emergency uh, D-line for the University of Oregon. Uh, this podcast is designed to help people who are either being recruited or moms of people being recruited or dads of people who are being recruited. I started this particular podcast during the COVID lockdown and uh, I record episodes when something calls to is called to my attention and I think, oh, I should do a podcast specifically about that thing. So today's podcast is going to be about media. And I know we talked about media before when I talked about stars and rankings and how uh, you get ranked and get your stars. And the media absolutely has uh, a big part in that. But I also think it bears having a discussion about media in general and kind of how you need to interact with the media and kind of what are the important parts of media and kind of the parts to be aware of in regards to media. So with that in mind, let's take a moment and define media. So media, um, for the purposes of this particular podcast, is going to be anyone who has a podcast about college football recruiting. It's going to be anyone who writes for your local paper. Remember papers? They used to get delivered to our houses. Um, <laughs> and, and some people in theory still get newspapers. A majority of us probably now look at the papers uh, online edition. And for some reason, there is something cool in the paper. Uh, a lot of grandparents, I know Jackson was in the newspaper in Salt Lake City a lot when he was in high school and he had grandparents who would get a copy of the newspaper and clip out the article um, that he was in and give us clippings of those articles. So that was fun. So that again includes anyone who has a podcast about football recruiting, your local newspapers or news outlets. So in the Salt Lake City market, that would be KSL, the Deseret News. Uh, the Salt Lake City Tribune. If you are looking down in uh, the Provo area, that would be the Daily Herald. And then I believe the Ogden newspaper would be the Standard Examiner. I am unclear about whether or not there is a publication in uh, Southern Utah. I don't have a lot of experience in Southern Utah. Um, when we talk about uh, new, the newspaper, when we're dealing with the University of Oregon, that would be like the Oregonian. Uh, those kind of publications. We're also talking about television when we talk about the media. So once again, here 
uh, in Utah, that would be all the local TV stations. Um, a lot of times, depending on how profile you are as a, a recruit, there may be ESPN uh, that would, or a local media outlet of ESPN. So um, I know that every university tends to have a radio um, media outlet um, of maybe a larger television market. So uh, ESPN has both ESPN television and ESPN radio. And so they cover not only uh, your college teams, but sometimes they will cover local uh, recruits of interest that they believe are kind of on the rise in your local area. And then that also includes all your uh, national recruiting services. So that would be Rivals, that would be 24-7 Sports, and that would be, at this point, On3 is also uh, covered on that as well. Um, so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the media. And I know I may have said this before when we were talking about stars and rankings, but the most important thing is, do you know the people who are covering recruiting in your specific area? Do you know the people who are tuned into the high school, um, are tuned into recruits that are up and coming in your media area. And so the reason why I point out all the different services that you have to be aware of is because it is really important to make sure that, number one, you're never offending those people online. That would be anywhere on social media. So generally, a majority of what happens when we're dealing with uh, recruiting for high school students happens on Twitter. So a majority of these news outlets, absolutely, the person writing the article or the person doing the commentary will have a Twitter handle. And are you following that person on Twitter? Are you aware of who those people are? And I will say there was a big learning curve when Jackson went from high school to college. Um, in high school, I definitely knew who our media was that was covering um, Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah. We had KSL. We had Deseret News. Deseret News kind of had an offshoot uh, where they had a broadcast as well. Uh, we had KJAZ. Uh, we had the Tribune. And there were different writers and reporters that were covering those specific games or high school media for for that local media coverage, right? When we went to college, I needed to get be aware of so many more people that covered uh, specific football information at the college level, but on the the local piece, it was a lot smaller number of people. And depending on the market you're in, in the United States, you may have way more. I'm sure Los Angeles is a much larger coverage area, or Miami, or Texas is going to have uh, a, a much bigger coverage in the amount of people that are covering sports than in kind of a smaller state. But it's really important that you know who those reporters are, that you know if they're writing about your high school or about a, a game that your school is involved in or the recruits in your area, and you get to know who those people are so that in the event that you 
can form a relationship with that those folks, that would be really important. I know I I specifically uh, discovered podcasts uh, when Jackson was in high school. I think he was probably a sophomore in high school, and there were two local guys who decided to start a podcast called. Uh, I think it Audible Sports, Audible Sports, and they put out a weekly podcast reviewing all the games that were coming up and all the games that had just happened and giving kind of a commentary on them. And uh, they were a must listen for me every week because they were talking about every single high school game that had happened and giving kind of a review of that and every single high school game that was coming up and kind of giving predictions about that. And they were uh, creating additional buzz. So uh, I definitely reached out to the folks that were doing that. And then because I was reaching out to them and letting them know, hey, there's film here, you should come to a practice or whatever, uh, actually it ended up giving some additional, I would say some additional buzz around Jackson because I was forming a relationship with the the local media on that. Now, these were two guys, and they're still friends of ours today. Um, their lives have kind of diverged and gone in different directions. I know one of them moved out of the area, and so they're not still doing that podcast. Uh, but it was important at the time because that uh, allowed us to create some additional buzz around Jackson's recruiting efforts. So anytime they were talking about him, um, I was trying to listen. And then if they said something nice about the team or if they said something nice specifically about Jackson, I would tweet out their podcast or if they were saying something nice about other players or other programs that I know personally I would retweet those things because um, there really is when you're looking to get offers and when you're looking to be recruited, there is not enough buzz out there, right? So the more buzz, unless you're a top 300 in the entire country kid, the more buzz, the more exposure, the more people are talking about your program or talking about your particular high school, the better it is literally for everyone. Um, so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about media. We're talking about getting to know who are the print guys writing the articles. Uh, who are the TV guys that are talking about your program? Who are the podcasts that are talking about your program? Who from a national recruiting services, i.e. 24-7, rivals, on three, who are those folks that are covering recruits in your area? And are you listening to the content they're putting out? And are you engaging with them in a gracious way when they say nice things about your kid? Now, one of the ways I was able to not only... Uh, uh, understand who all those people were from a local kind of a regional perspective and a national perspective as I went into Google and I set Google alerts on Jackson's name. So every time Jackson would appear in print in an article, within 24 hours of that, I would get a Google alert that popped right into my email and it would say, uh, Jackson's name, and it would take me to a link about that article. So I had a way of gauging, uh, you know, what was being said and um, if there was anything that needed to be handled from a narrative perspective that we 
um, as a family or as a, I guess, recruiting team, me, James, Jackson, uh, that needed to be handled. So I encourage everyone to go into Google, if you have Google, set up a Google Alert. I don't have the instructions on that right now, but you can Google how to set up a Google Alert and set up a Google Alert on your specific athlete. So anytime someone's writing something in print that is appearing anywhere in the world on the internet about your kid that you are aware of it within a certain amount of time so that if it's good, you can retweet it. If it's uh, mediocre, that gives you information as well. Um, if it's bad, you can try and get ahead of the narrative. Maybe it's only one specific news source. The other thing you need to be aware of is a lot of times uh so kind of the overriding theme in media at this point is back in the old days to make money in media. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say this because I don't know how, if people are aware of it or not aware of it. When you had um, a, tel- a, a news program, the news program would sell commercials, right? And the commercials would pay for the news program. The newspaper would have newspaper ads, right? And so when you'd grab a newspaper, you'd look at the different sections of the newspaper and in the sports section, there would be ads for uh, different you know, services and that's how they paid for the, for the newspaper to be printed. Well, nowadays, um, in order to get advertisers, it's not about how many papers did you sell, it's about how many clicks did you get, right? So it's really, really important for media is completely and totally motivated by how many number of clicks can I get on this, right? So uh, a lot of times what will happen is if somebody, they will write kind of, Uh, articles with really big titles and the title will lead you to believe that something really important is happening in in that particular article and then you'll click into that article and actually no one talked to you or your athlete. Um, They basically took content from other different media articles that could have been published about your athlete and kind of uh, changed them up a bit and reordered them and maybe made it like top 10 things Corner Canyon High School needs to worry about going into the playoffs. Well, no one talked to anybody about that. They just kind of borrowed content from other sources. So um, be aware that that's kind of what can happen. And on top of that, the most important thing for media is the number of clicks they get because the only way to make money is in order to have content that people want to click on. So that is the thing that is is driving media. How many clicks can I get so that I can deliver the content in such a way that I can sell advertising around that content, right? So that's why it's so important to have the Google Alert because sometimes you will have your specific athlete's name appear in something that you had no idea was even happening because no one from the media actually reached out and spoke with you or spoke with your athlete. So it's really important to either A, if it's good stuff, go ahead and retweet it and put that content out there and develop that relationship. If it's not great stuff, then that gives you the ability to know what's being said about your particular athlete. uh, and, And hopefully you can control 
uh, the narrative. Okay. Uh, the next thing I want to cover around that is using your social media to communicate. So, and this is going to sound completely psycho. We're apparently those parents uh, from the time that Jackson was very, very young. Um, we understood as a family that our social media presence was essentially a marketing tool of our family. And maybe that's because I'm in sales, my husband's in sales. We understood that when you post stuff on social media, and and you probably understand this as well, like you can tell a lot about people based on what they post on social media. So if everything they post on social media is about politics, you may have a visceral reaction to that one way or the other and may want to really dive in and follow that person because maybe they have an opinion that you agree with. Or you may go, oh, I don't agree with that opinion. I don't want to follow that person. So since we are a family that was very aware that social media was the marketing arm or the commercial, we're, this is a commercial for our family on social media, everything that Jackson posted on Instagram, anything Jackson posted on Facebook, anything that Jackson posted on Twitter was absolutely done uh, with that information in mind. The other thing is, is a lot of times media can show up at practices. So uh, it was really important that you aren't uh, an outstanding person and an outstanding player just when people are watching. It's a really important that you're an outstanding person and an outstanding player, even when you think no one's watching. So um, Jackson was very much raised in an environment in which he was aware that his actions were a reflection not only on him as a person, but us as a family and the brand he was representing as a player, right? And so uh, if he was playing football at Corner Canyon, there are three different brands we're representing there, right? We are representing Jackson, the brand, the person, Corner Canyon, the brand, the person, and our family, the brand, the person. And I know that seems like, oh my gosh, can't kids just be kids and let them just be who they are and it shouldn't be that big of a deal and no one's watching. The truth is the the further you go in sports, there is always someone who's who's watching. And uh, act like a good person long enough and, and you'll become a good person. <laughs> I think I think the other could be said as well. So we very much use social media as an effort to communicate what we wanted people to know about our family. So when the kids were young, it was a lot of so-and-so's achieving this thing or so-and-so's achieving this thing. Um, we don't put a lot of, oh, it's the end of the world. Uh, we wrecked our car. We lost our job. We, you're never going to see that kind of thing from our family on social media because we really are acting like it is a marketing brand of our family. And the truth is everybody in the world has struggles. Everybody in the world has off days. Um, and everybody in the world is free to absolutely be themselves and reach out for any help that they need to. But I don't know that advertising your struggles is the right way to go. 
when you are on social media, specifically when you're trying to be recruited. I know that every single organization that we dealt with in the recruiting process absolutely went through embedded our our his Instagram account, uh, his um, Twitter account, probably his Facebook account as well. I can tell you that at a collegiate level, there you can't like a tweet at a collegiate level and not have everybody and their dog completely and totally aware of what tweet you liked, right? So you have to almost act as if everybody in the world is is watching. Um, and when I say the players are monitored, the players are monitored absolutely by the organization. Uh, unless the organization is one that doesn't understand the power of their brand. And we recently had a little example of that. Um, if you follow... Uh, certain colleges out in Utah, we had a player's wife post something recently about a parking issue. And uh, I can understand where she was coming from. She really felt that as um, a player, players should always have parking at the game. Um, and But the amount of polarizing attention that that particular uh, post got on social media ended up being a really negative thing, not only for the player, but for his wife. And uh, and the fans had a big reaction to it. And anytime you do something that uh, could be polarizing um, on social media, you need to be aware that there are going to be repercussions for social media. Now, to give you a great example of something I recently saw on social media, right now for us uh, juniors, we're uh, coming into the time frame in which juniors will start to be committing to universities and they're finishing up their official visits. Um, and so if you have kind of a top rated player and that player is, say, committed to an to a football program and then they go to an go to a game at another football uh that is happening at a different stadium that they're not committed to media can really take that information and run with it well i recently saw a specific recruit who came out and said ahead of time I want to let all the people who support me know I will be going to the Georgia game this weekend as a uh, guest of my brother who plays for Georgia. And so what that did was get him ahead of the media attention that would have been so-and-so was on site for official visit um, at the Georgia game, even though he's committed to another program. Well, what he did in advance is say, I'm going to be doing this. I'm a visitor of my brother, and so don't write the stories that I was on campus because I'm telling you ahead of time why I'm there. So think of social media as an extension of your family or your recruits' ability to communicate with the outside world and use it accordingly. And if you haven't thought of it that way before, this is your uh, chance, your warning, your uh, uh, sign to go ahead and go back into your recruit social media, look through everything that's ever been liked, every person who's been followed, 
uh, every post that has been posted and think to yourself, if I was a college and I was vetting a player before I gave them an offer, is this something that I would like to see on their social media? Or would I want someone to write an article about my player liking a po- this post or my player participating in this event? Okay, think of it that way. All right, so we covered who the media is. We covered what their motives are. We covered how you should be using, and this is just my opinion, social media as an advertising piece regarding your family, your recruit, your brand. The other thing uh, I I find really, really interesting uh, is that uh, it's really important. Let's talk about trolls real quick. <laughs> I started to go off on another tangent, but let's talk about trolls real quick. So Jackson, when he was in high school, his senior year, I believe, um, actually was asked by Max Preps uh, to take over their Instagram, I believe, account uh, during the playoff run that was happening for his team at Corner Canyon. I think uh, Jackson had it for one day. I think Jackson Dart had it for another day. And so they kind of took over the feed and basically showed uh, Max Preps followers, and I think they've got a probably 250,000 followers, which don't quote me if that's a wrong number, it could be higher, um, of high school kids that follow Max Preps. And this is what we're doing. This is us getting ready for the game, or this is us getting on the bus, or or that kind of thing. And uh, it was the first time that Jackson had been given the opportunity to kind of have a national voice um, with an account that was a, a national account. And uh, there there were trolls. Trolls came out of the blue. Um, and he had a ton of people that would get on the Instagram account on posts that he had made or on the story and troll him and say horrible things to him. Uh, I definitely say, think that when you hit the college level, your trolls don't go away. Uh, trolls absolutely come at you at a college level as well. And so... Um, I, as a mother, had a really hard time with people going on social media accounts and saying mean things about my player. And it was things like, you have no idea, you're not that good, you, you know, horrible things. And I would always want to get in there and, and say something smart and clever back. And uh, <laughs> I did it. The truth be told, I did it a couple of times. And uh, then I got a uh, Twitter, I got put in like Instagram jail or Twitter jail. I can't remember which one. And I had been reported as a bully. And I was like, oh my gosh, all I am is defending my son from these trolls. And I and I got uh, turned into social media jail as being a bully. And then Jackson sent me a note And he said, Mom, I turned you into social media for being a bully. So Jackson actually uh, reported me for trolling his trolls. So that was a really good lesson for us to learn because the truth of the matter is, is people are going to go through and they are going to say mean things. And it has literally nothing to do with 
your uh, recruited athlete and everything to do with the person that's actually uh, sending those negative comments. So with that in mind, when we're dealing with trolls, ignore the trolls. You can't do anything about it. Um, I've actually taken the approach like I am only going to like posts that are positive. I am only going to interact with posts that are positive. And so for the most part, uh, uh, anytime Jackson puts out content, I am going to like the responses or interact with the responses that are positive or uplifting. And I'm just going to completely ignore the trolls because uh, that's that's what you need to do. And just kind of be aware that that is something that could happen and, and that's kind of the way you should be handling it. The other thing is, is uh, take a moment right now and figure out who is on your hype train. So for instance, um, if you are an athlete or you have an athlete that has not received a bunch of offers yet or any offers yet, and maybe you've just found this podcast or maybe you are uh, new to the recruiting journey, it's really important to have hype people who are members of your hype train. So for Jackson, when we were trying to get his uh, video out there, his uh, film out there, his social media out there, I have an account, my husband has an account, uh, his coaches were really good about this, uh, the marketing arm of his high school was really good about this. Um, anytime anybody from the high school would do something great, all the players and all the parents would hop on it. They'd like it. They'd retweet it. Because the more exposure your recruit can get or your program can get, the more eyes on your program, the higher the likelihood that your child will have the ability to get an offer, right? So on you need to take a moment at this point and go, okay, we have this athlete. Who's on the hype train? Maybe that's mom, dad, brothers, sisters, grandma, grandpa, anyone that you have. And even if they're not normally on social media, it's an algorithm, right? So the more people interact with your content on social media, the more other people will see it. So you got to have members of your hype train, especially if you're in that situation where you're trying to get that first offer or trying to generate um, more eyes on you. You need to have members of your hype train. So take this moment um, after you've gone through and scrubbed your social media account and scrubbed your kid's social media account. Let's now create the hype train. So that's mom, that's dad, that's grandma, that's grandpa. If your high school in general is not put retweeting and liking, if your coaches are not retweeting and liking, talk to them about getting on board. Talk to them about your goals. Tell them what you want to do and let's get everyone liking those posts that you put out there with your outstanding performances. Let's get them retweeting those so that you have people on your hype train that are getting your film out to more people than would have seen it if you didn't create your own members of your own hype train. Um, I recently had a mom that reached out to me. She has a son that's like a senior in high school. Um, she said, we're just not getting, we're getting some looks, but we're not getting a lot of conversations and we're not getting offers. 
Um, I would kindly suggest to everyone at this point, if you feel like you're late to the process, you're going to want to look into a recruiting service that can help uh, reach out to coaches as well. Now, here's my caveat on that. I'm going to put a dollar figure on that, and I'm going to say anyone who wants to charge you more than $250 to make introductions and to get your video out there is overcharging you. If it's not $250 or lower, it feels like a scam. Uh, There are also recruiting services that will say, we are going to take your specific athlete on and you don't pay us anything until your athlete gets a real offer. And I reached out to the director of recruiting at Oregon when this originally came to my attention and I said, is this a real thing? Like, do these services reach out to you? Do you really want to have those kids? And and that director of recruiting said, absolutely, that happens. Um, but you just got to want to make sure they have a track record. So I'm I'm more comfortable with a recruiting service that says, you don't have to pay me a dime until I get you an offer. And then make sure you know exactly how much that offer is going to be worth. And the other thing is that that recruiting offer needs to be committable. That's a number one thing. So getting an offer that's just an offer, but then you go to commit on that offer and that offer was just a show offer, that's not going to work. It needs to be a committable offer. Um, And how much are you going to have to pay for that service once a committable offer comes in? And then, and I'm again, putting a, I'm putting a limit on that. Uh, A committable offer, I would say is worth $500, right? Um, It definitely saves, it's about the price of uh, going to a camp plus a night in a hotel. Um, So I believe that's probably a value. Um, a service that's willing to make introductions and get you out there, I'm putting a hard limit on at $250. And there are various services that are $250 and lower, but anything over those dollar figures when it comes to making introductions, getting your film out there, that's it's just a scam. It's a scam. I don't trust it. We had a person here uh, locally that was charging uh, kids $1,500. And uh, those kids used the $1,500 service, their parents did, and got zero offers from that $1,500 service. But they used my $150 service that I have a relationship with, and they got two offers. So um, uh, I only recommend people I trust I'm of the opinion that you shouldn't have to spend more than your college education <laughs> to get your scholarship. Uh, so uh, that's kind of my guidelines on that. Uh, the thing that needs to be said overarching in this entire uh, media podcast is under no circumstances should you be doing all these things if your film isn't completely tight. And I've known, I've I've seen, uh, we have another podcast that has a whole thing about film, uh, but it, I would I would say it's definitely uh, bears reaching out to a, a coach, your position coach, your head coach, asking them to watch your film, 
and seeing if they believe that the way you've structured your film and your plays, etc., are explosive, are dynamic, are something that is recruitable. And anything in there that is an explosive, dynamic, recruitable shouldn't be in your film, okay? So this is kind of the, the baseline. The film has to be that way before we hype it, before we get everyone liking it, before we put together the hype team. That is the baseline. That needs to be happening, okay? So we've already gone on 35 minutes today specifically on media. What motivates media? Media is motivated by clicks, right? So we got to make sure that we set our Google alerts and find out if anytime someone is saying anything about our athlete and what it is. Is it positive? It's negative. If it's positive, fantastic. I'm going to I'm going to help that media get their clicks out there by promoting that article and retweeting that article. My hype train, my people on my hype train are going to be doing that as well. I'm going to make sure I set my Google alert so I know what that is. I'm going to know who the media is in my area that covers high school recruiting. I'm going to make sure I'm following them. I'm going to make sure I'm cultivating a relationship with them if if that makes sense. Um, We here in Utah have a pretty robust a group of reporters that cover high school media. And we absolutely, when Jackson was in high school, invited them to come out and see practices because we knew that if you came and saw the practice and you saw how it was going, uh, you would get behind our product, Jackson, right? Uh, And I will say this about that. Not all coaches are comfortable with media attending practices. They worry that uh, plays will get out there, or strategy will get out there. So don't invite any media to your practices unless you've cleared it with your coach. Um, but you're definitely going to follow them. You're definitely going to engage with them. Uh, you're definitely going to promote anything they've said about your recruit to get as much more exposure out there with a baseline of good film. Uh, And then last but not least, we are going to not troll the trolls. We're going to let the trolls be. We're only going to engage with with comments or media that is positive and uplifting. We're going to control the narrative when we can, which means if you're committed to a certain university or if you're talking with another university and you're going to be somewhere that won't make sense on that narrative. We're going to get ahead of that and put that out on our social media. And last but not least, we are going to use social media as the extension of our brand. And our brand is our athlete, our brand is our family, and our brand is the organization we play for. So we're going to be communicating, like advertising those things when we post on social media. Okay, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. As always, if you have any questions or concerns or comments, you can reach out to me on Twitter. Um, But good luck with your recruiting, and I'll record the next episode uh, when something hits me. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.